We're talking about Legends content. This is the Farthest Galaxy of Star Wars podcast. I'm your local scruffy-looking Nerf Hunter. As always, I'm joined by Jedi Master Alex. Hello there. This week, obviously, like I said, we're covering <laughs> Legends content. I don't know how to open it. It's okay. There's no, like, quotes we could use from no. this. There's no, like, I just, fuck it. I mean, I don't <laughs> think that anybody who's a normal listener uh, would even Click on get this. any references <laughs> if there was a reference to make, so. Yeah, no, this yeah, is I, a lot. I mean, the so. people who really like listening to just anything Star Wars will mm-hmm. click on this because it's more Star Wars. Yeah, but... we're finally doing what we said we were going to do do four weeks ago mm-hmm. talking about the legends content starting at the timeline beginning mm-hmm. we're starting with uh the yeah this really is the, like the earliest stuff. dawn of the jedi which takes place even before the high republic before they're even called jedi yeah, when they go by the, the jedi yeah oh my god god <laughs> i'm gonna have and, to and say that use, every time by the way i'm not going swords to as well to yeah because they don't have lightsabers yeah, yeah. only one guy has a lightsaber. it's a product of the rakatan empire yeah and they has the lightsaber it's actually cool because we're gonna dive into some stuff today and i had played kotor you were gonna play it but I you did you ended up not yeah <laughs> still gonna play um, it. Some and there are a lot of things in here that i didn't fully understand mm-hmm. when i was playing kotor that relate back to the Rakatan Empire because KOTOR is centered around this idea of this thing called the Star Forge, which mm-hmm. they talk about in here. It's like yeah. their main operation for moving forward the Infinite Empire. Operation. So uh, having this information now, I actually I have a lot more like interest in the mm-hmm. lore that I had played like a week or a few months ago at yeah. this point, a month ago. So yeah, it's really cool. I, I think people are going to be interested to hear what we have to say about it. Oh, I'm excited to dive into this Dawn of the Jedi trilogy. We got Four Storm. Prisoner of Bogon and Force War to yes. talk about. We're not doing all three this week, obviously. We're just doing the first one. Oh my gosh! But if uh, we did all three yeah. this week, we'd be here for like four hours. We're gonna be here for four hours just for this first volume because uh, of the lore dumps. I, I feel like we <laughs> could get through this at a reasonable pace as long as we actually like get through it. We so. shall try. So I'm gonna start off with the publication history. Sure. Give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. So Star Wars: Dawn of the Jedi Force Storm is a five issue comic book miniseries, the first arc of the Dawn of the Jedi six. comics. Well, yeah, if you count issue zero's <laughs> lore dump. Set in the pre-Republic era that focuses on the Jedi Order, the, mm-hmm. the Jedi Order's predecessors. Published by Dark Horse Comics through the first half of 2012, Dawn of the Jedi Force Storm was written by John Ostrander and penciled by uh, Jan... Dersema. Dersema. Yeah. The creative team behind the critically acclaimed Star Wars Legacy series. Aside from uh, the beginning of the first issue, Force Storm primarily set in uh, 2579... 793 BBY. Yes. <laughs> In a time before the polarization of the light and dark sides of the Force, uh, Force Storm focuses on three young Jedi journeyers, which is what they're called. Yes. Uh, Shay Koda, Seknos Wrath, and Tasha Rio, as well as Zesh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yep. He's a Force Hound of the... Uh, Rakatan Infinite Empire. Yes. Who arrives on uh, Tython. Sparking the titular Force Storm, which is very cool visually. It is. The uh, arc was collected in trade paperback in uh, December of 2012. Yeah. So that thing it said about uh, being five issues, there is an issue zero, which... Probably came out after, Yeah, it it makes it six issues um, when it's all finished. Uh, And I am going to cover issue zero because for people who know about Legends, this is probably going to be like a lore dump that you could just skip because you already know about this stuff. But um, for anybody who doesn't, yeah, for our normal <laughs> listeners and people who just like normal Star Wars and like things CJ. that take place, you know, yeah, between the Phantom Menace and between Episode Nine, a lot of this is just gonna sound like gibberish to you mm-hmm. if I don't explain at least some of it. So I'm sorry if a lot of this becomes hard to take in. Uh, I'd say probably jump like 20, 30 minutes into the podcast Maybe. if you don't want to we'll hear it. Yeah. But before we get into that, I want to say while I was reading this, I got to see um a lot of the ads for future books that we're gonna cover, mm-hmm. like. 
an agent book where it's like a spy through the Empire, through the Resistance. That's just so cool. We get yeah. to see, there's another Darth Maul book that says continues the story from where it left off in Clone Wars, obviously before season seven. Yeah, the son of Dathomir. Is that what that, that's that, what that it book is. was? Oh, yeah, that's man. what it is. I didn't know that's what that one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got um the Crimson Dawn stuff, which is going to be dope, but it's not actually the Darth Maul Crimson Dawn. It's like the original yeah. Crimson yeah, it's Empire just, or whatever it's called. It's just the... Uh, it, it's the, the crime syndicates, yeah. Yeah. There's also, um, you know, those red Imperial Guards that stand up to sticks? They oh, have yeah. a whole trilogy based off them. Yeah, they, they do some pretty badass stuff in the yeah. comic books. So there are a dope. few panels where they actually, like, fight, and it looks yeah. cool. Instead of them just standing there with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to see, uh, we're probably going to cover, like I said, everything in timeline order except for the Star Wars original concept trilogy graphic novel, where it was, like, all the concept characters brought into the book. Yeah. Written by John Ostrander as well, I believe. We'll probably cover that one whenever the fuck we want. Yeah. Because it's out of canon, but we're going to cover everything in timeline order, at least we're going to try. I mean, a lot of this stuff is just when we get to it. Oh, yeah, I I mean, there's no, like, we have an outline of what we want to cover, but I think... We skip around. Yeah, from week to week, it's like, do we want to talk about a comic? Do we want to talk about a show? when we do talk about about those, we're going to talk about them in timeline. Yes. At least we're going to try to keep you guys all up to date, so we're going to talk about Legends... We're going to be Legends timeline, we're talking I mean, about comics, we're going to talk about the comic timeline for now, Marvel. Now that we're into this um, Four Storm thing, I'm actually really excited to read more about it. Mm-hmm. I think that it'll be a lot of fun. What sucks is we're starting this, and this is 2012, we're going to have to read books that are in like the 80s, so the art is going to drastically change. Not that the 80s art is bad, it's just you can tell when it's different. Yeah, things are definitely going to change up a little bit, it's yeah. not all going to be exactly consistent. Well, for us anyway, for you guys it'll just be like hearing a story. Yeah. But um, for for us, it's gonna suck going like from these really nicely uh, illustrated ones, especially when we read the Marvel books. Yeah, to the ones <laughs> where all they're like overly exaggerated faces and things. Uh-huh. It's like oh, Chewbacca with his mouth wide open. Yeah, like the tag and big stuff. Yeah, really it, it, it's not all perfect, but um, I, I I love just anything that's kind of Star Wars. Yeah. Even Episode Eight, for as much as I rag on it, you know, it's Star it's still, Wars. It's still, I'll, good I'll put stuff. it on in the back, dude, because the, it's Star Wars. Dude, the, the scene when they're in the salt planet, oof. Yeah, crazy. Love it. I that love sick. Crate. That's probably um, my before favorite. Before we get into it. Uh, what do you think about this before we get into the dumps? Um, I loved this. I'm actually really excited to read the next uh, two books, the new, the next two stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, I, I played KOTOR and now I feel like I have a little bit more mm-hmm. of a stake in this history and, and I care a little bit more about it because I had, I played something relevant to it. I mean, granted, KOTOR is like, what is this, 26,000 years BBY? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, and KOTOR is like 4,000. So there's a huge disparagement in the time here, but it's cool filling in the gaps, and it makes me want to go and play things like Swotor, which comes after Kotor. It makes me want to go find um, the information that e- even happens in between this. I want to read the Revan novels. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool stuff, and, and I want to actually learn more about yeah, these Yeah, there Ricotta. are comics that are tied to it, too. Yeah, I want to learn more about these Bracada because... It, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is like the earliest that we know of, unless there's a novel out there that I just don't know about. There's probably yet. a novel. Yeah, and these guys are just out here with like dark side force technology, yep, enslaving planet. <laughs> I mean, in like one of the first issues, we see Tatooine, and it's like a lush planet with like mm-hmm. grass and oceans. And now it's, it's like sand. now it's sand. Yeah, and it's these guys' fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we again, right before we jump in, uh, so we're gonna cover the Dawn of the Jedi stuff mm-hmm. for Legends. After that. The next Legends content for comics we cover is something called Tales of the Jedi, which is a lot of Sith stuff and a lot of like pre, um, oh God, what's it called? Pre Knights of the Republic. Okay. It's still Republic. It's still before era. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming, and then I got to find the rest of the timeline because I filled out the uh, notes with a lot of the cartoons just because I was running through them. Yeah. 
and stuff to do. So I'm gonna fill it out. See, I didn't even, a lot of stuff I didn't even on. know that this was gonna be so far back. I was it's expecting like fifteen thousand yeah, years. <laughs> I was expecting this to be during the time of Revan, or maybe like a few years prior, or something where. But it's like, like thousands of oh, years before. It's I, was the like, big, I was like, I was like, this dawn. is really cool. I didn't even know this existed. It's the dawn of so, Jedi. I, I highly recommend. I, I highly recommend anybody who doesn't know about this stuff and doesn't know about like the dawn of the Jedi and the Sith and the light side and the dark side. Definitely check out these comics. I think they'll be a major interest to you. All right, without dilly-dallying anymore, let's talk about some lore. Yeah, without any issue further ado, zero. we're jumping to issue zero. So uh, I summarize this to the best of my abilities, taking things from issue zero and sometimes just dumping them directly into the Word doc. You gotta do what yeah, you gotta do. Yeah, do what you gotta do. So um, over 36,000 years prior to the Battle of Yavin, eight pyramidal ships known as the Thoyor, or Toyor, are we decided I on that? I say Thoyor. Thoyor, yeah, me too. Uh, traveled throughout the galaxy looking for highly force-sensitive beings. The Thoyor would bring these beings to the planet Titan in the deep core, or the center of the galaxy, and those who settled there would go on to become the Titans. So this is the Jedi, like, holocron, like, figuring out Wayfinder stuff, how they find all the force-sensitive kids. So they yeah. bring all the force-sensitive people into these, like, shit that they land on these planets and go, mm -hmm. force-sensitives, please. And they take them and they fly away to their own planet. Yeah, I believe in, um... They took a lot of their family members, too. I believe in issue one, they show you the beginning of this. Yeah, and it's this. like, there are already these things on the planet that mm. I think they're already on these planets it's like Tatooine Dathomir Kashyyyk yeah. uh, Manan uh, there's a few others but whoever the Twi'leks are yeah uh, Felucia mm -hmm. um, so, so these things are just kind of there and they're like defending them because they feel a call to them and then one day they just kind of like open up and the people get in and they take off into space mm. and they're like we don't know where we're going but this is great yeah. <laughs> they, like, they end up going go. to Tython and then if you're not force sensitive, you get sent back to one of the other eight moons that are surrounding Titan. Yeah, or they something send like you that. somewhere else to like yeah. colonize one of the other planets mm. and live. And then after the Jedi's been trained, they like go off or something. Yeah, because the thing is, Titan is too. Uh, it's like a, based off balance in the force. Yeah, it's too and, volatile. And it, yeah, it's too volatile it. for yeah. normal people to really survive there mm. without the technology and without having the force. Yeah. So uh, let's go into the places of interest on Titan. There's the Rift, which is a massive tear in the ground filled with quicksand pits and pit spawn beasts. Uh, the Jedi, the Jedi, go here to hone their skills and survive. Uh, there's the Old City, which is an abandoned city left behind for the Titans to find and rumored home to a hypergate, which they don't have hyperspace travel yet. That's not a thing. They just that, go through gates. Yeah, and stuff. They, they just they're like whatever. The Force will guide us. That's yeah. like their whole jam, and they don't really venture outside the Titan system. I wouldn't at the beginning. It's yeah, a lot. No. <laughs> uh, and the Silent Desert, which is a desert which sound cannot be heard to due to an undiscovered element in the sand. That's just tight. It is pretty cool. But That's there are cool. caves underneath it where you, you can, can go and, everything, and everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're just caves. Imagine going to like the middle of uh, the Middle East and just like nothing. You can't hear anything? You can't hear anything. That's a that'd good, be, that'd that's be a good insane, action right? scene for a movie. I, I mean, it's, it's because of... Uh, Whatever it was in the sand. They, Let's just say midichlorians. Yeah, they're like, it's an undiscovered element. Like, what, like, sil it's, silencium. It's sandium. Sandium. <laughs> it's in my pants. Um... So the Jedi, let's talk about the Jedi. Yeah, man. The Titans that study and seek to understand the Force are part of the Jedi Order. All Jedi are Titans, but descending from a Titan does not make one a Jedi. If you don't have Force powers, you're not a Jedi. Yeah. That's the rule. It Pretty much, if you have Force powers, you're a Jedi. Which is what... Like, it, that's it. Which yeah. is what they... Yeah. 
And I like this stuff, the levels of attainment. This yeah. is cool, because they keep, like, two of them, and they add, like, these other ones. Yeah, they, like, fucking... they do hold on to some Instead of, of night, they change it. I mean, I mean, and some of these could have been changed to, like, the Temple Guardians yeah. or whatever. And there's right? no preview to Padawan, like, there's Youngling, so that's kind of cool. No, you just kind of start, yeah. like, like, you have the Force, welcome to the Temple. So, the five levels of attainment for the Jedi are Padawan, Journeyer, Ranger, Master, and Temple Master. So, I would assume Yoda would be a Temple Master, Mace Windu would be a Master... Obi-Wan would be a knight, um, Anakin is a journeyer, and Ahsoka is a Padawan, being a youngling. I'm going backwards. Yeah. I, and then when she gets I, the I rank of Padawan and then knight. Anakin, and then... Anakin would probably be, be a, a, I would say a ranger is probably well, most the akin to a yeah. knight. Yeah. Like, like, and, and then obviously there's the masters, and then the temple masters, but those are related to the actual temples on Titan, which we're going to yeah. get to. I was just trying yeah. to rank them to what we have now. Yeah, a, a Yoda would probably be a temple master maybe in these like times. Maybe like maybe, because uh, she's a librarian. Padawan is self-explanatory. Journeyer, it, it's probably just that in-between step, right? You're not quite a Padawan anymore, and they just needed a way to it. Because I'm sure there were You're a an lot. adult now, but you haven't become a knight. Yeah, there were a lot of people, right, who were probably like... I don't want to be a Padawan anymore. They're like, well, you're not a knight. How can so. one sit on the Ranger Council and not have the rank of <laughs> Ranger? How can one be a journeyer and sit on the rank? How can one be a Temple Master and a Padawan at the same time? <laughs> uh, so the Jedi Code seems to align with neither the values of the Jedi or the Sith of later times, but rather it merges the two into an understanding of all aspects of the Force. They don't really... They live to exist in the balance, right? The Jedi are like, we live in the light. And that's it for us. And the Sith are like, we live in the dark. And that's it for us. The Jedi are like, if you're too far to the light, that's bad. If you're too far to the dark, that's bad. You got to be in the middle because otherwise you're crazy. Well, because if you're too far in the darkness, you're evil. If you're too far on the other side, you're too good. You got to yeah. be in a morally gray area. Yeah. This is like when they start Sometimes exploring Sometimes people the who are too Jedi good stuff. can do bad things yeah. thinking that it's good. Oh, Anakin. Anakin. Well, he didn't do good things. <laughs> well, he tried. He tried. And then he killed some kids. Well, dude, uh, we're like I said before, Ross Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, we're going to talk about it for just a little bit. I, I always and, love it. Oh, we already <laughs> talked about it, but it was before Courtney watched it. And I was like, uh, this is when Mace Windu goes, yo, Anakin, you just, you, I, you've gained my trust. Mm -hmm. You told me about Palpatine. Go wait in the council. And I was like, in my brain, I was like, he's going to promote him the master after this. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. And Mace Windu goes, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, now, Courtney, watch this. Anakin isn't going to do what his, oh, Mace Windu said. And he's going to go interfere, and that causes everything to happen. Mm -hmm. If he stayed in the temple... Uh, stayed in the council office and just waited. His wife would be alive. He'd be with his kids. Yep. He'd have the rank of master. Yep. Mace Windu would still be around. Yep. <laughs> and fucking. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you saw it. I, I know you've probably seen it in the past, but there's that scene where he's literally sitting in the council chambers, and then Palpatine starts like mind fucking him. Yep. He's like, "Hey, man, they're, they're gonna kill that. me, yeah. and then no one's gonna be able to help you save your wife." Yeah. So Anakin was always like on this thought process of like, he wants to whether or not Palpatine's here, my wife is gonna die. Yeah. And if he, he is he, if he is here, he could stop it. Yeah, he if he's not here, fault. it's just gonna happen. And right? like, but that's not how it was. What's crazy is if you actually start with Phantom Menace, you start in timeline order, you don't know he's gonna become Darth Vader. You have yeah. like, in the Clone Wars you have like the little hints. Like <laughs> I, the, until yeah. the Mortis are. Yeah, you know. When they literally like do the Darth Vader <sighs> Yeah, but if you're a kid, like when I show yeah. my kids, I'm probably gonna show them timeline order just so they get everything and go what? But maybe I don't want to ruin the twist. I don't know. It's hard. To I, I still think showing original trilogy the is rest. the best way to maybe. go about it because it, he released it in that order for a reason. Well, that twist is very important, right? Because 
your kids aren't going to get that emotional impact of Luke finding out that Vader's his father. If, we already know. if he already knows, yeah. right? Well, Luke doesn't know. That's the thing. Well, yeah, sure. We know. But your kids will be like, oh, but we know. Yeah. Right? But, so but it won't, it won't thing, hit as hard. I want the better, I want the emotional impact of seeing Anakin be so good for so long and then just spiral down. I was watching this and I was like, if I was a kid and I saw this in this order, my mind would have been blown. Mm. Anakin was the coolest dude in the Clone Wars. He was the best Jedi. He was always fighting for good. Yeah, he had a few attachments, but yeah. he was. I was like, oh yeah, I would do the same thing. I was like, I'd find a girlfriend, I'd get married, I'd have a kid, I have friends. Mm. How it goes? But then you see him slowly spiral because of like these visions he's having and because of Palpatine. And I'm like, if you watch this, you feel really bad for Anakin. But knowing that he becomes Darth Vader, you know none of it matters because you know he's going to end up there. Mm-hmm. Even watching episode one, episode two, or the Clone Wars, or even three, you know he's going to eventually become Darth Vader. So it's useless to go, eh. Yeah. Why should I care about Anakin if I know he's going to die? I, I guess. I mean, I mean, I think it's, All my kids it's really like on an individual basis, you know? Yeah. And especially because you want your kids to watch like everything in order. I don't have to watch so, Forces of so Destiny. Like, they don't well, have to watch the I'm Lego talking about like Clone Wars, right? Yeah, like, that's I don't a big watch the Clone Wars. Thing. Like watching episode one, episode two, and then watching the Clone Wars, and then three, and then moving on to like four, five, six. Mm-hmm. I feel like Anakin is such a completely different character. It's because they had time to retcon stuff. Yeah, it, it's really we- I would personally recommend show them the originals, show them the prequels, mm-hmm. and then show them Clone Wars. I would say Clone Wars has to come after. Do for, release order? For, for <laughs> new people, right? Like mm. People like Courtney, she already knew that Darth Vader was Anakin. Yeah. Like everybody, like that, that's no, a hard, no, she knew. Yeah, it's a hard thing to get away from yeah. when you're like into social media and you're an adult using mm-hmm. the internet, a teenager. It's like kids, they won't know that stuff. Yeah. So you can get away with that whole like twist thing of showing them I'm your father. Yeah, no. the I am your father. And they'll be like, What? It's like if you want to show them though the timeline order, they're gonna see Anakin doing all these like morally cool, gray things. Really and, good things. And, and, the, yeah. and then the morally gray stuff and then the bad stuff. And it really does kind of drop a breadcrumb trail. Mm-hmm. I think for us, it was better because we knew where he was ultimately going. Yeah. So you were looking for those moments of mm-hmm. like, oh, he did the Darth Vader thing, right? And there's so much there when he does something dark in Clone Wars and then you get a hint of Imperial March, right? Yeah. Dun, it's like, dun, for, dun. I feel like, and maybe for kids it doesn't hit the same, right? Because they're not really looking for it. But for me, right, yeah. having that knowledge that he is Vader and then seeing him do these bad things and hearing like Vader's theme and the mm-hmm. Imperial March, it's like, oh, that's cool. I think Because I know where he's going. I think what I'm going to do is show my kids the movies in order without any of the extra content, just the movies mm-hmm. in, in release order. And then, like, maybe when they're, like, five or six, so they can like Star Wars. Because also, if they pick up on it in the Mortis arc, that's a spoiler. And, yeah. And it's right out, the, your whole reveal's out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you watch the original trilogy, and then the prequels, and then the sequels, I'm probably gonna do that when my kids are, like, five, six, seven years old, when they yeah. can start retaining some of this. And then, go back and go, now we're gonna watch this in timeline orders. Now that you know all the stuff, I'm gonna give you, who's Ahsoka? Who's Rex? What's going on in The Mandalorian? Who are these characters in The Resistance? Who are these characters in The Rebellion? Yeah, because, cool. because these original movies well, are written with this concept <laughs> that these characters don't exist, right? Yeah. If you show your kids Clone Wars and then you show them, like, Rebels, they're going to be like, okay, when you get Ahsoka's to episode here, four, five, cool. six, they're going to be like, where's Ahsoka? What is she doing? <laughs> Where is time, she right maybe? now, right? <laughs> and hopefully uh, the Ahsoka show will be like, a few seasons in if not done by then and yeah. explain what she's doing by the time my kid is 7 or 8 it's going to be like 10 years from now so uh, yeah, yeah hopefully you, you, you would hope you would hope anyway <laughs> right so anyway, um, so back to uh, Dawn of the Jedi sorry yeah, back to I the, figured to talk about Revenge of the Sith I mean, no, it's, it's, it's it. all Star Wars related we gotta get it all in there so uh, we're going to talk about the Jedi temples yeah the, the Thoyor yeah so there's a couple of them 
what is it? Uh, a Jedi temple was constructed around each of the Thoyor, with each exploring different aspects of the Force. Uh, Jedi journeyers are expected to visit and study at every temple. And these are all, ba- and basically what it means when it's designed around each of the Thoyor is each temple is kind of tailored to which planet the Thoyor came from. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, the Manan. It, the one that came from there, their temple is built around science because they were highly into science, you know, and so on and so forth. So, uh, Kaleth, the temple of knowledge, the Jedi gathered here to make decisions and judgments as a whole. It's uh, their, um, it's their castle, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Bodhi, Bodhi Rook. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually Bodhi. I think Bodhi is spelled with an H before the D. Either way. Bodhi. Uh, anyway, Bodhi Rook. Bodhi Rook. <laughs> baby. Temple of the Arts. Uh, this is where the Jedi learn to read, write, draw, cook, etc. Uh, <laughs> this is the temple of Obi Wan Kenobi would go here because he's yeah he'd go he'd go here to learn how to like trim the plants so that they can send him off to his garden world. Uh, Anil Kesh, Temple of Science. This is where the Jedi delve into science and alchemy with an emphasis on the theoretical, but often result in the practical and unpredictable. Can't really tell you what that means because instead it just of, says it in the book. Instead of magic, it's science. Yeah, That's what it is. it's like it's like a mixture. They're, they're of... trying to ground the force out of the mysticism and into more of a scientific yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to turn it into something. I like tangible. my space wizards, bro. I'm good with space wizards. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with it being a little bit more uh, theoretical. Yeah, I'm good know? with weeboo space wizards. Uh, the temple is built on top of a bottomless chasm that interferes with the Jedi senses and drives some Jedi mad while seeking out the chasm's secrets. Gotta love that. That's, that's a Sifo Diaz type that's stuff. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, Titan's a really cool planet. Yeah. Uh, there's Maharakesh, the temple of healing. Here the Jedi learn to heal, both with and without the aid of the Force. You know, that thing Ray did? I think this might actually be and the And that Manon thing Grogu one, did? Because the, uh, the Selkath. That's another thing you don't know about. In KOTOR, there's this whole uh, people called the Selkath. Mm-hmm. And they're like fish people that have this thing uh, called Keldo or something. Nice. Yeah. The Pokemon? The unicorn? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I forgot what it's called exactly. I'd have to find it, but... um. Yeah, and they do healing with that. It's like the original form of Bacta. Oh, the Bacta tanks? Yeah, it's, it, it's like uh, what the galaxy had used prior. Uh, there's Vertep, the Forge, or Tepe, however you want to say Tep. it. Tep. Let's keep it with Tep. <laughs> Built over a volcano, the emphasis here is on physical manifestation. Of the this is where you meditate. Yeah, this is where you learn to fight. <laughs> so, you meditate um, and you punch stuff. Yeah. Well, you fight with the Force. Sorry, I'm just looking up what that healing goo is because it's going to kill me if I don't. Goo. Uh, I'll find it in a I'll keep bit. going. Okay. Yeah, Qui-Gon Kesh. Qui-Gon. 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 Qui-Gon Kesh. Okay. Qui-Gon Kesh. <laughs> Temple of Force <laughs> Skills, which is located in the Silent Desert. Jedi hone their minds and force abilities here. You might be thinking, how can they hear each other if it's located in the desert? The force. Well... It's under those caves oh, I was telling you about. <laughs> I was going to say the Force. Uh, there's Stavkesh, the Temple of Martial Arts. Here the Jedi learn to fight and use the Force in a physical manner. This is where you learn to kick ass. The Kung Fu is where you get your blue lightsaber. Yes. Oh, right. The Forge is where you learn how to like use your Force abilities for kicking ass. This yeah. is where you learn to just kick ass. Like, and use up. a little bit of the Force in your combat. Yeah, you use some Force. Yeah. Uh, there's Padawan Kesh. Which is, this is where the Padawans it's are. The housed. Jedi Academy. Yeah, until they're ready to be taken by a master and they can embark on their journey. And lastly, there's a Karkesh, the Temple of Balance, which is atop a towering pinnacle uh, and floats the largest and original Thoyor on Titan. This is where the balance between light and the dark is taught. And they teach you not to go. 
to one side. It's called Colto, to the not Caldo. Colto. Colto. K-O-L-T-O. Colto. That's like the original Baptist. Yeah, Baptist. it's like the original Bacta, and mm-hmm. it was highly sought after in the times of Lake Kotor, as far as I know. Let's talk about the moons. The moons of Ashla and Bogon, or the original concept of balance in the Force. So these are the two moons that uh, orbit around Titan. Yeah. So there's bright Ashla, where the Jedi that stray too far to the light are sent here to contemplate the darkness of Bogon. To get but themselves back it, it's kind of, It's kind of confusing to me, right? Because Ashla's the light planet and Bogon's the dark planet. And if you're too light, they send you to the light planet. I'm like, so they're sending you to the place where you're too much in it. Well, I think I it's, guess to think and contemplate about it's like, um, what it would be like to be in it's the like immersion, It's like immersion therapy. They put you in the thick of it. Into the thick of it? Yeah. They put you into the thick of it and then they're just like figured out because this is a lot yeah maybe to show you like uh why it's such a bad thing to be too a part yeah. of it and then with dark bogon same yeah, thing the same thing jedi that stray too far to the dark here are sent to meditate on ashla until they can find their way back to balance if they can there's a jedi master here a jedi master named dagon Locke, who's known as the prisoner of bogon which we were talking about in volume two yes because he could not escape his fascination with the chasm and maybe never be allowed to leave bogon but We'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Because they kept showing him throughout the comic. And every time they showed him, I'm like, dude. He's getting out. I'm like, I want to see what he's doing. (laughs) Uh, So the Jedi technology, obviously, they're not as far ahead. But uh, they do have some some cool stuff, stuff, though. They have cloud chasers, which are light ships used for settling on the planets. They have Terran gliders, which are short-ranged fighters. Uh, The Jedi Peacemaker class cruiser, which are fast but not light speed fast. Ships that allow the Jedi to move between the planets and the Titan system. Uh, the Jedi Ranger Hunter class fighter, which are small interplanetary fighters, which could be probably be most associated with the Jedi fighters yeah, the that A-Wings you see that they're something always small. flying in the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. Well, Plakun dies in. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Kratos CRSF 27 space freighter, which are used on many settled worlds as freighters or warships capable of interplanetary travel. Again, there's no light speed travel for these people, they are not capable of that. Uh, And there's the Death Stalker class fighter, which craft originating from the armies of the Despot Queen Hadia, made to match the abilities of the Hunter class fighters. Some of you are going, what's a Despot Queen Hadia? Don't worry, we will get there. Dude, I'm sitting here like, we sound like assholes. (laughs) I like a lot of this We sound so pretentious. Because I've been, I was the one who transcribed a lot of this, right? Yeah, he wrote my So for me, I'm like... A lot of it I've retained because I actually wrote it down. Well, you read it, you write it, and you're yeah, I'm reading, reading about it, it. I'm writing it down. And so. also, you're more entrenched in the Star Wars lore than I am. I like the spectacle. Yes. You like the bits. I, I like I like all the little bits now. But again, for anybody who is a little bit lost on this and would like to know more, please pick up the comic and just read issue zero if you need to. Yeah. I think just having the visuals go for yeah, really far for a lot of people. Well. Yeah, it shows you what you're looking at. So, uh, the settled planets of the Tython system were going from the closest to the star of Tythos to the farthest. The star of Tythos is basically the sun of the system. Yeah. The big uh, boy in the middle. Sunspot, extremely hot, small planet rotating in the opposite direction of Malterra around Tython. When passing Malterra, both planets experience violent storms. Mining is made possible here through an Enviro suit. He's also Malterra a, he's is also the same as Sunspot. Sunspot's also an X-Men. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he's a new mutant. Good for him, man. Yeah. So no, he's also a Star Wars planet. Yeah, nice. Get around, dude. <laughs> he's doing a lot. You gotta do it. Uh, we have Knox, if you couldn't tell. It's a polluted okay. manufacturing planet where cities reside in filtered domes. It's a dark planet. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Crevcoir, uh, a hot, dry, and active volcano planet. Beneath the surface are caves and lakes where rain can fall. I guess rain can fall there. And uh, strange alien plants thrive in the caves. 
Then we have Titan, which is a temperate, beautiful, four-strong planet, which we've been talking nonstop about. We have Kalimar from uh, Kalimar. Indiana Jones 2. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Might, yeah. be a, might, might be a reference, though. Uh, it's totally a reference, because George made an Indiana Jones as well. Yeah. Uh, so, the first world colonized after Titan. It's a cosmopolitan world similar to Coruscant. Coruscant. Then we have Chicaqua. That, that's a fun one to say. And I'm Shaniqua. Ruled by feudal gangster clans, the Nine Houses, as they are known, are headed by the aristocracy who rules the lands. Until the Despot War, see, we're talking about it, uh, uh, the go. barons, dukes, and earls answer to an overlord called a crawl. Now we're not talking about it, but we'll go back to it. <laughs> uh, then you have Skagora, uh, a temperate, verdant world with huge regions of forests, swamps, and wetlands. Most of the population lives on hovering city ships. However, Wookiees have illegally colonized the forest, though nobody challenges their claim. Because why would you? They're just vibing down in the woods. Why are you trying yeah. to mess up the Wookiees and enslave them like a bunch of people do later on in the universe? <laughs> Dude, there's, uh, again, back in the, going back to our return, our Revenge of the Sith, uh, Yoda chops the Grease head off with the other guy, and she then, does. and then Tarful and Chewbacca are there, and I'm like, and now Chewbacca's gonna go become a slave, because Solo. And she's like, nice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, unless, he, unless he shows up in Bad Batch at some point. I think he's going to show up in Bad and Batch captured. and then get captured. I think you have to... Uh, I'm going to go see Han. <laughs> or, or maybe they won't, you know? Maybe yeah. maybe they'll just be like, he was doing stuff and he got captured, right? Like, yeah. who cares? But, well, they show that he can get captured in uh, yeah. Clone Wars with Ahsoka. He gets captured in the Trandoshans. I mean, I, th- I personally... Like, I love Chewbacca. Don't get me wrong. Chewbacca's right? great. I think he's a little bit of a throwaway character as far as his, like, deep lore goes, though. Yeah. It's like, because... Eh. Honestly, they shouldn't have had him in the original... They shouldn't have had him in Revenge of the Sith. He should have just... First timeline appearance... Clone Wars. I'm okay with seeing Chewbacca in prequels. I'm not okay with him knowing Jedi and, and being around Jedi. And then every shit. time Han shit talks the Jedi, Chewbacca's like, yeah. He's like, He's like, yeah. I didn't see a little green guy like open up a lightsaber and cut two guys' heads off with one slash. I don't remember that because happening. There's a thing called Order 66. Yeah. It's Unless like, we see Bad Batch and he gets his mind wiped. So like when Han's like, well. oh yeah, hokey religions and all. And he's like shit talking Obi-Wan and Chewbacca's like, yeah, fake news. That's why I'm like, it's kind of lame. Like, I'm okay with him being in the Clone Wars because he sees the four little Jedi and he doesn't really, you know, see them do too much. He's like, oh, whatever, they're strong, I guess. But then he shows up and he literally hangs out with Yoda. Yeah. Good relations with the Wookiees I have. Yeah, that, that's like, my biggest issue yeah. is that he just acts like... Whatever, I'll just yeah. go with it. So maybe in Bad Batch he'll get his mind wiped. Like, I, I hate the fact that like because he's that character that doesn't really speak unless he's being spoken to, mm-hmm. he doesn't have anything to say about anything. I don't think he has like any lines except for like right before Yoda leaves in no. the prequels. No, he doesn't he say like goes, anything. And then Yoda he's leaves. Like, oh, I'm going to miss you and this sucks and the war's over and we're screwed. <laughs> like he said all that and like yeah. one... <laughs> so... Uh, the next planet out is Obri, like, like Moar, which is the next planet we're going to talk about. Uh, the planet is a gas giant with three colonized Stinky. moons that facilitate gas mining. Stinky. And then there's Moar, which, like Obri, the planet is a gas giant with seven colonized oh, moons that facilitate seven. gas mining. They got seven, bro. I, I don't know if we're actually going to like see any of these planets or things later on, but... Well, we still got a uh, two I'm, I'm mentioning them now. So, for later episodes, when we cover this stuff again, come back here if you forget anything. Yeah, it'll be right at the beginning. Uh, just ignore the Revenge of the Sith talk. Yeah, just, just act like we're not talking about Revenge of the Sith, even though it's all we're thinking about. Uh, and then there's the last and farthest planet out, Fury's Gate. The farthest and mostly barren world houses a single base and scientific outpost with an observatory that looks out at the rest of the Deep Core. The great sleeper ships came from here, though they've been no new scientists since the arrival of the Pyramid ships. 
That's just a lot of lore right there. That's yeah. like here stuff. Now we're on to the lore bits. We're going to talk about some wars and some characters. Just to get straight up. Just yeah. some we're going to tell you about some characters that are going to be in the book. As in well as man. stuff that they don't talk about at all. Like the Despot War, really. They talk about it. It's, it's a little relevant. It's like one page. It's, you with, know, not for nothing. Twilight. They don't talk about it a ton, but it is relevant to, I guess, the character development. Well, it's also volume one. We'll probably yeah. see a little bit more sprinkled out through volume yeah, two. Yeah, I three. think when you start seeing, like, Tasha's uh, parents, maybe maybe her mom will come more into the fold yeah. and they'll talk about it, or her dad. We shall see. So, the lore bits. Baron Volnos Ox Rio, middle child of three brothers. He was a champion for the Rio Syndicate until he was introduced to the Jedi Korra. This is on Chicago, by the way. Chicago. Yeah, the planet with all the barons and stuff. Uh, who he married and had a child with named Tasha. Uh, he became a baron when his father and eldest brother were killed in the Despot War. Oh, it was the Twilight. Giving, yeah, giving him responsibility he's unsure he can handle. Yeah, it's the Twilight guy, Tasha. Okay. Um, so, the Despot War. I'm finally going to tell you all what the Despot War we is. talk about it for the last five minutes. Yeah! <laughs> Twelve years prior to the beginning of the story, the Despot Queen Hadia subjected the unwilling aristocracy of Chikakwa into an effort to take over all the planets in the Titan system. She basically was like, I want to control everything. Why can't we have this as a book? This would be cool, This right? sounds dope. I think maybe, crimes. Maybe, there is, maybe this exists in like a novel or something. It's possible. It, it or possible. there could be more stuff in this timeline that I just didn't find. Yeah, we just don't know yet. Yeah. Or it was cancelled before it was able to get anything done. Ooh, that would suck. Because think about probably. it, this came out in 2012. Yeah, this is and Marvel took over close. 2015. Volume one ended in December. Volume two probably got collected in you know 2013, and then Volume three was probably 2014. So you're looking. They just started the Dawn of the Jedi right as Marvel and Disney did the purchase, mm-hmm. and now we lost all the rest of what they were gonna do. You gotta Let's love it. <laughs> see here, the Prisoner of Bogon. Son of Dathomir. Uh, da, da, da. came out in late 2013 yep. so yeah Force War would have been the last one landing right about that time right when Disney took over right when Disney took over so yeah anything we think we're gonna get more of we're not yeah, <laughs> sorry guys that no sucks so, this, so Force War would have finished sometime in early 2015 late 2014 yep. yeah that sucks dude mm-hmm. So that, we're getting all this. That means it literally... There was probably going to be more after this. Like it, a shit ton more. Dude, why do you think they jumped so far back? That's what the High Republic is trying to do now. They're like, oh man, we totally fucked up this Dawn of the Jedi stuff. Let's do High Republic stuff. You know, I, <laughs> I and we talked about this a little bit. I never fully understood. Like, I got a lot of people were burned because they love Legends. But I personally was never fully like, oh man, Disney got rid of all that stuff. That sucks, right? It's like, but now that I'm reading this stuff, I'm like, this is cool. This is just volume... This is I, the first time part of the timeline and the first book you read and you're already like... And and this isn't even relevant to the things that Disney is talking about. No, we're not even talking about Luke's kid. We're not talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff. We're not talking about Maul stuff. It's we're just, talking about Dawn of the Jedi. The fact that there is, like, in Legends, like, an actual explanation for where the Jedi and where Force powers and where all these ideas come from, and Disney's like, nope! Disney's like, we'll it just sucks. figure it out. It, it definitely sucks. And I'm totally... I wouldn't be surprised if Disney... Ma- Once they do Knights of the Old Republic, if they recanonize that, I wouldn't be surprised if they recanonize these three they volumes. Because think about it. Three volumes is easier to recanonize than thirty years of Luke and like uh, Luke's daughter. You know what I mean? Uh, they should honestly, especially because Mandalorian. They should just on. recanonize everything that happens before the Phantom Menace at this point. Yeah, because the they're Republic, not touching. It's the Old Republic. We got Dawn of Jedi. Yeah, it's like High Republic. The, I'm, as far as we know, that time is never touched yeah. in Legends. Well, so dude, there's it's a, like whatever. The speculation of what Taika's movie is is it's going to be the Knights of the Old Republic. I would love that. Yeah. I feel like Tiger could do a great Revan story, and he's, or even the Mandalorian Wars before uh, the Revan story yeah. when he when he was a Jedi that was turned to the dark side Jedi. by the Dark Lord Tenebrae. Isn't that Kotor or Swotor? Swotor and Kotor are kind of intertwined because okay. Kotor is, and Kotor Two 
are like a year apart or something. Mm-hmm. And then SWOTOR is like a hundred or so years later, but it's carrying themes and ideas and characters like Revan, they never yeah. really got their ending in KOTOR. Yeah. Like their spirits were captured, so they appear again in SWOTOR, like yeah. ghosts and angry spirits and things. Yeah. So these are all things I want to play. Tiger's going to give and us SWOTOR is still going. I think they're hitting their 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Tiger's going to touch on one of these, hopefully, fingers crossed. I hope, so. man. I really want to go back to some of this all stuff. Right. Continue with the Despot War. Yeah, so the Despot War... Um, the Jedi became involved and engaged in a bloody battle with Hadia's followers. After her death, a weak crawl overlord came into power on Shikakwa that could easily be manipulated by the nobles of the aristocracy. Shikakwa is a mostly p- political planet following It's the their core scant. Yeah, kind of. It's basically their core scant. I, I mean, point. yeah, it, it's kind of like if where the separatists would hang out if yeah. I had to like compare it to something. Or, or like where Palpatine's you, people you would pal? hang out. Just like senators, you know? You yeah, it's where they'd want to be by hang out. That's where they'd want to do it. Yeah, I um, love how one of the Munes is like, they took us hostage, Obi-Wan. Oh, he's not a Mune. That's not a Mune? No. I thought he was. Who is no. he? Udipa- I don't know what they are, but they're not Mune. Oh, okay. The Udipalians. Yeah, whatever they are. Let's call them, them Pow they, they have like a species. Pow Yeah, the Mune are like those long-headed people. Oh, okay. That guy had like sharp teeth and like lines going down his face. Yeah. He's, um... He looked like a couch. He's, uh... Oh, he's one of the Inquisitors. Yeah, I think the Grand Inquisitor is one he's of his one of them, yeah. yeah. I was thinking Darth Bane. Darth Bane's immune. Uh, I love... Courtney doesn't know about the the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise. She saw the movie, so she heard the story. But she didn't put it together that... The, the Pawuns and the Utai. Or Utai. Uh, she didn't put it fully together that Palpatine was the apprentice. There's bands of Sugi also on the planet. Well, we learned that from the Crystal Crisis. Um, but it's crazy to see, like, you know, Palpatine go... Oh, the tale of the Plagueis. And he's like, yeah. I totally fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie yesterday, I think. <laughs> you watched like it yesterday? I watched it on Saturday. I watched actually. it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just finished up Clone Wars. I love and then, oh, and then I made her watch the Bad Batch first episode so she can get the last bit of the um, Order 66. Okay. And also get introduced again to the characters. And then I was like, I, was like, I don't know if you're going to be able to tell, and I don't know when we're going to start Rebels, but that kid right there, that's Kanan. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be like... I would say just jump into Rebels already. We're, I would say we're, just make we're gonna watch the current. Thing. We're going to watch the current episodes of Bad Batch, mm-hmm. then Solo, then Rebels. Okay. She wants to watch Solo again. She's excited for Solo. Okay. She's like, I remember liking it a lot. And I'm like, you're going to change your mind. Yeah, you're, you're going to have some... <laughs> I like Solo I a lot. Know, she might not, because she's not like a Star Wars shill. No. I mean, she's, she's watching I like now. Solo, though. I, mean, I imagine she would like it. But I like Solo. <laughs> she's watching That was it. one of our first couple date movies, I think. That's why she likes it a lot. Yeah. Back to the ricotta. Yeah, the ricotta. The species cheese. of amphibious-like biped. Oh, yeah, the cheese. cheese. <laughs> I was thinking the same the thing. The cheese people? No, it's spelled much different. Ricotta. <laughs> let, me, let me give y'all a spelling. R-A-K-A-T-A. The ricotta. Or ricotta. I'm going to call them ricotta, though. Because I want like to. Like the cheese. Because it just flows off the tongue a little better. Yeah. Uh, a species of amphibious-like bipeds whose infinite empire dominated the galaxy for a millennia. They enslaved beings on many worlds across the galaxy and built marvels such as the Star Forge, play KOTOR, to create their war machines. The Rakata also managed to develop a hyperdrive by bending the dark side of the Force to their will, the concept of which would eventually be adopted by later civilizations using alternative methods. Other than the hyperdrive, the Rakata created Force Sabers, which were blades made of Force energy emitted by channeling the Force through grown lab crystals. It's a lightsaber. Yes, these were the earliest forms of lightsabers. Yeah, Zesh has one. Zesh does have yeah, one. Yeah, instead of having a samurai sword. sword like these other guys. Yeah, they all have, like, uh, Durasteel swords. But right when they show up, though, <laughs> they fight Zesh, and he's like... And he cuts all their swords off. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like, whoa, dude! They're like, was that the Force? What the fuck was that? <laughs> 
Yeah, that was cool, actually. They're like, oh my god. I, I really love this, like, merging of worlds. Dude, when you Zesh have is the like Jedi, Kylo, right? and they're like, we love the Force. And then you have the Rakata, they're like, the Force helps us enslave the galaxy. Like, Woo! cool. Is that the Separatist, dude? Yeah, so the Infinite Empire. The Rakatan Infinite Empire reached its zenith 5,000 years before the formation of the Republic, enslaving worlds that were strong in the Force by using Force Hounds or Force-sensitive beings subjected by the Rakata. And the Force Hound is Zesh. He's one of them. He's one of them, yes. And then we have talking Tasha about the Rio. main characters. Yeah, now. we're gonna talk about the three main characters, and then well, the four main characters. and and, and Zesh, yeah. <laughs> and our boy Zesh. Yeah, there's not <laughs> a lot. Just Loki, not a lot Kylo to say Ren. about him at the beginning. He's just Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's just kind of vibing out here. Uh, so you have Tasha Rio, uh, Rio, the daughter of Volnos Rio, and Jedi Master Cora Rio. Uh, a Jedi journeyer herself, Tasha relies on the Force for offense and defense. She's steady, calm, and empathetic, using her abilities to sense pain in others and help them, though she is torn between following the ways of the Jedi or helping her father with his duties as a baron. She's Raven from Teen Titans. I mean, kind of, only she... her dad's not, like, a psycho murderer. I know, but she's, like, <laughs> she's torn between, like, do I work with my dad, do I work with my friends, what's going on? Yeah, like, what do I do? She's I mean, an empath. She's totally a Jedi, though. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah. That's, like, her thing. I mean, yeah. And then we have Seknos Wrath. He's a Dathmerian, correct? He's a Sith. He's just a... He's a pure-blood Sith. I think they say Dathmerian at some point. There are Dathmer. I thought they said Shea he was. Shakota's a Dathmer. Oh. She's from Dathmer. Seknos Wrath is a Sith. Probably from, like, Moraband or Malachor. I thought they said something about uh, him being a Dathmerian. I, I think it'll say later uh, what planets uh, they came from. Yeah. So uh, he's a Jedi journeyer and a pure-blood Sith. He's rowdy and bold and loves weaponry. He forged three blades on his quest for the perfect weapon and spends most of his time at Vertep the Forge. Seknos longs to achieve greatness and holds in his mind the tales of famous Jedi of past and present wanting to be in their company. He just wants to be badass. Can you blame him? He wants to be Qui-Gon Jinn. He wants to be hard as fuck. That's <laughs> it. Uh, then we have Shea Koda, mm -hmm. a young, brave, and reckless Jedi journeyer, orphaned during the Battle of Kalef during the Despot War. She distances herself from grief by remembering her parents as heroic figures frozen in time. I have a feeling that in the later... They're like find stuff. out they were terrorists. Yeah, they were gonna find out they were like really <laughs> shitty people. Yeah, because the way that it just like says she remembers them as like heroes. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> they're gonna be slavers. <laughs> Maybe they're gonna be like terrorists or slavers <laughs> or something. You know, I don't know. We'll so find out. She's inquisitive, not taking anything at face value except for her power, which she believes is real. Fucking psycho. She often pushes herself to test how far her limits can go. Speaking of testing how far limits can go, um. Obi-Wan Kenobi, come back to Revenge of the Sith. I never picked up on this line. I, we're just talking about some Force stuff, and I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, you were talking about how um, uh, Wrath was, like, thinking about people of greatness, and then I was thinking Qui-Gon Jinn, yes. which got me thinking, Obi-Wan, uh, Yoda straight up tells Obi-Wan, like, yo, Qui-Gon contacted me. We see that in Season 6 of Clone Wars. And he goes, you're going to go isolate yourself on Tatooine while I'm on Dagobah. And in that time of you isolating yourself, you're going to train to become a Force ghost. Yes. I never realized that. Yeah. I thought he just goes, go to Tatooine and watch after the kid. No. He goes, no, I got missions for you. You're going to become one with the Force and we're going to do ghost shit. Yeah, he's, he's going to do training for you. And Obi-Wan is like, training? He's like, dude, I'm going to go like hang out on a sand planet by myself with and a baby. Drink, what do you mean training? Drink blue milk and fight Tauntaun. He's, he's like, you're not coming, are you? We share taquitos in my sand hut? Like, what's going on here? Taquitos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I do, they do have a lot of like setups for things that come you later. You don't think about it. I do. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to pull out a Luke Skywalker line from episode 4. I care. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Zesh, the boy. Zesh, a force hound under the command of Rakatan Praetor, or Overlord, Tulkar. 
Here's a tool. Except for, <laughs> yeah, until the end. <laughs> yeah, well. Upon setting foot on Titan, he becomes the catalyst of the events that would take place in the story. He's like our so, main character. with all of? that bullshit out of the way, ooh, 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 we can ooh, finally ooh, talk about ooh, issue one. With a little bit more lore dumps. I mean, <laughs> right at the beginning. Yeah. So, I'm going to blast through issue one, Please and do. then we can just talk about it right after if you want. Please do. So, issue one. In the year 36,453 BBY, the Talib monks of the Order of the Dai Bendu on the planet Ando Prime feel the call of the Tho Yor. And this is why I was complaining that there's a lot of made-up dumb shit. I was read- when I was reading the book, I was like, yep, that's Star Wars. <laughs> that there's, sentence um, right there, Star Wars. Uh, on Ak 2, there's this picture, right, of the guy... Uh, mm-hmm. on the ground, right? And it looks like it's water and rocks and it's in Luke's like little cave area there. Mm-hmm. And on one side he's light, on one side it's dark. It's believed that that was a monk of the Dai Bendu mm-hmm. and the light side was uh, Ashla and the dark side was Bogon. The force. So I yeah, mean. it's believed that that imagery came from one of, like a descendant nice. of one of these monks. It's the original force dyad. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if they just like confirmed that to be canon and like actually made it a thing? Yeah, dude, it would be great. So they could just canonize all this material and oh. we could not act like some of it's real and dude, some of it's fake? When Luke and Leia were born, I was like, look, Courtney, a force dyad. I'm like, wait, no, that's not true. No, that's it's not. Only, it's that's, only Rey and Luke and Ben for some reason. I think there's a, like, a mention of two people who are like really strongly connected in the force, but they're not referred to as a dyad. Which is Luke I, I and for, Leia. I forget which who the, it is. The twin Jedis, probably. It might be them. Tipla and Tupla. Tipla and No, I, it, might, it might be the guys from the High Republic, but... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the Mind Meld guys. I, I could have sworn there was something in Clone Wars, even. I don't know. I can't remember it now, but... Back there, to the there, issue This one. concept of two people that are strong in the Force being connected... To say it's a is, dyad so then it doesn't sound forced in the Yeah, it's like, it's like an established thing. Yeah. Um, so, Thoyor. the Thoyor, a massive pyramidal ship that has been buried in the Andobi Mountains for centuries. The Dai Bendu monks board the Thoyor as seven other Thoyor across the galaxy call out to the natives of the planets upon which they rest. The Thoyor travel to the galaxy and visit other planets gathering Wookiees, humans, Twi'leks, Selkath, Cathar, and a number of other Force-sensitive species before all eight travel to the planet Tython in the Deep Core. The Deep. There, the eighth Thoyor ga- there the eight Thoyor gather around the ninth and largest Thoyor, which floats above a pinnacle of a stone, and starships scatter themselves across Tython as the planet is engulfed in a ferocious Force storm. Pilgrims come to realize that they have been brought to Tython to study the Force, and they form the Jedi Order, an order of warriors and scholars whose name is a Dai Bendu word meaning mystic center. The Jedi. The Jedi. So it's a it's a word for mystic center. Which the Jedi later used for, for light side Republic warrior capitalists. Nice. Titan is a f- cult. Titan. <laughs> Republic capitalists. Yeah. <laughs> Titan is a planet that reacts violently and imbalances to the Force. So the Jedi develop a philosophy of balance between the light and dark sides of the Force, which they name after the twin moons of Titan, Bright Ashla, and Dark Bogon. I like how a lot of this stuff sounding familiar to you. I like how we get issue zero, which is a Lord Dump, and then issue one, which is a Lord Dump. I didn't expect <laughs> issue one to be as like heavy-handed in the first few pages. Yeah. on lore. I was like, I feel like I just covered all this. <laughs> so Yeah, we're, we're but, still running But, but it's, it's still all uh, relatively good. Yeah, run it down. Yeah, run it so, down. Uh, however, the Jedi eventually come to realize that Titan is unsafe for those who are not sensitive to the Force, and so all those who cannot touch the Force migrate out across the Titan system, uh, settling in the ten other planets in the star system. 
However, resentment of the Jedi grows over the millennia, and in 25,805 BBY, the Twi'lek despot Queen Hadia... Oh, is this all starting to start yeah, sound a little the familiar? War, baby. The despots of the planet Shikakwa begins the desperate Shikakwa. war in an attempt to conquer the Titan Shikakwa system. Shikakwa Fina. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hadia is defeated at Titan, but the scars of the desperate war know. remain fresh for some even 12 years later. And that's where our story 25, begins. 25,793 BBY. That's where the story begins, baby. Yes. <laughs> Across the galaxy, the infinite empire of the Rakata species conquers the planet Tatooine, which was discovered by the Force Hound Zesh in the service of his master Praetor Tulkar. Tulkar's superior, Praetor Skalnas, requests Zesh's service in locating the four-strong planet in the deep core that his own force hound Trill is unable to locate. Zesh proves his dominance Trill's over cool. Trill in a battle, but is stopped before it can go any further. When questioned, Zesh states he can find the planet. Trill's cool. Trill's cool. She gonna we didn't back. get a lot to see about her She's going to come back. She's definitely going to come, come back, especially with what happens at the end. Yeah. We see, we no see no spoilers until we get to the end. Yeah, we see a little bit of a prelude to that. And you're like, yeah, you get a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think uh, the first issue, it really is kind of just like a lore dump. It feels like an assistant it, piece to issue zero. Yeah, like the, the lore dump gives you all the information you need. This one puts it to page mm -hmm. and goes, here's how it works. Not in an infograph. Yeah. And then here's the characters. And then here's the beginning of the story right at the end. The last five pages is like. Zesh and his boys. Yeah, uh, but even for me, like those last five pages, seeing the Rakata and knowing them from Kotor, like, seeing the Starforge, I'm like, is these fucking guys? Is the <laughs> fish like, people? Like, I was like, this is real. This is going down like this. Like, I'm gonna learn about these guys. It's not just a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, overall, the first issue is pretty. Uh, it's pretty mid. Yeah. Know, aside from seeing Zesh uh, beat the shit out of Trill. Yeah, he goes hard. Because they, they fight because Trill is like, you think you're better than me? And, and she's he's like, like, I know I am. He's like, I am better than you. <laughs> and, and then he like He's like, I found up. the fucking planet. And he's about to kill her before uh, the Rakatans are like, oh, no, stop, that's enough. They're like, we don't need a, di we don't need a dick show. Uh, the reason, the, but it's funny because the reason they stopped the fight is because a formal it challenge wasn't issued. Yeah. They're, that's the reason. They have to be They were like, going to let them kill each other if a formal challenge was issued. But yeah, they just started I fighting. Just, the glove slap. I challenge you. Yeah, they're like, that's not how we do this. Dude. You know how much people would like want to see you guys kill each other in an arena? Yeah. Like, come on. None of this, right? Yeah. So this is gonna, I, none I of this free a, shit. I have a feeling that might come into play later. Probably in Bogon. Yeah, probably. So issue two in the same year as last time. The, the Space Station Series <laughs> Gate on the Edges of Tython uh, system briefly detects an incoming starship. And though the ship vanishes, Jedi Ranger Hawk Rio contacts the Jedi Council and warns them of a dark presence he sensed entering the star system. Is Hawk the guy who looks like Blade? Uh, Hawk's just a, Hawk's the other Twi'lek. I, be, oh, okay. I believe he's related to Tasha in some way. Okay. Because they share the same oh, Rio, name. yeah. Yeah. I think he's her uncle, maybe? I know there's someone who looks like Blade. I can't... I don't remember his name. I think that's uh, Qui-Gon Jang. Yeah, Quan Jang. Quan Jang, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the planet Tython, the Jedi journeyer Shay Coda loses control of her Rancor Dragon Butch. So that's fucking cool. It was cool. Rancor Dragon? That is pretty me, sick. <laughs> don't we get Rancor Dragons? Uh, the Jedi Temple, uh, Anil Kesh, forcing her master, Quan Jang, there he is, to save them from falling into the dangerous chasm when Coda loses consciousness after witnessing a Force vision of a dark warrior, which is probably Zesh. It is Zesh. There you go. Coda <laughs> sets off to follow the call of her vision and around the same time the Devorian assassin Jairus Khan infiltrates Rio Fortress uh, on the planet Chikakwa. Uh Khan intrudes on a conversation between Baron Rio and his Jedi daughter Tosh uh, Tasha defends her father from the assassin she also experiences a vision of the Dark Warrior Tasha departs from Tython refusing to side with the crime lord father after Volnos kills and disar a disarmed Khan same way uh, 
Anakin kills a disarmed Dooku. Literally. Yeah. I mean, that guy was coming to kill him, though. <laughs> I know. It's always, quiet. it's always fucking Dooku. Uh, who knows what Dooku really wanted. <laughs> he just wanted to overthrow uh Yeah, he just, I think he wanted Anakin on his side, yeah. and that's the thing. At, he wanted Qui-Gon. He wanted Obi-Too. At the, tem- everybody. At the temple of Qui-Gon Kesh, uh, Seko's Wrath is experimenting with Force Lightning, because sh- he's a Sith boy, yes. and showing off for several girls when he witnesses the same vision, causing him to nearly lose control of his lightning. A fourth individual also shares the vision. The former Jedi Dagon Locke, who is imprisoned in the moon of Bogon. Coda, Wrath, and Ryo fo- uh, follow the call of the Force to the dangerous rift on Tython, where they witness an enormous vessel crash onto the planet's surface. As they investigate the wreckage, the three sense a great darkness and encounter the Source, the dark warrior from their visions, the Force Town Zesh. Dude, I-, I think I took a screenshot of the panel where you first see Zesh come out of the ship. Yeah. It, it's just so cool, the imagery, seeing this fucking guy, like, show up and, like, kick ass. Just drops Dong. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shay Koda says, space me, when she sees yeah, the fucking I, I'll, vision I'll like, of Zash. I was like, that's uh, I was like, that's kind of goofy. And, and as stupid as it is, I also love it. Space me. Oh, yeah. Keep watching, ladies. Focus on Zeknos. <laughs> Zeknos, I love it. Showing um, off the lightning. Yeah, he does the lightning thing. I think you're going too far. Uh, oh, no, there, there he is. is. Yeah, he comes out of the ship, he's and he, Kylo he's got his Force Saber lit, he's got his helmet off, and they're like, we found something, and he's like, you found death. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's Edge sick. Lord. The whoops. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought this was a cool one. You get to meet the main characters, uh, kind of see what it is they this do. This is the real first issue. Let's yeah, let's, let's yeah <laughs> this is the real first issue. They they should have just said it's six issues, and, and just, like, actually committed to issue zero and issue one being They released issue zero after, because people were like, what? Yeah, I, I could buy that because again, I have it on uh, Kindle. So for me, it, they it just all. they just order it the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I just buy it as a set. Uh, yeah, I really like seeing Zesh uh, just kind of show up and have this like intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it ends literally on the panel of him showing up. But man, could you imagine reading that like and reading it like month to month, and then finally getting to that page and you're like, <gasps> and then it's like, see you next month, losers. It's like. Oh my god! That's why comics is crazy, man. It's a fucking crazy market. You get to read everything now that it's out. I know. That that's I'm kind of grateful that we waited so long to get into this because now there's a lot more finished stories to get yeah. into. Even the Vader comic, it's almost done. It's getting stupid, by the way. It's getting really stupid. Which one? The the one that they're still writing. Oh, the one where he like goes to Exegol and stuff. Oh yeah, dude. They did something in the most recent issue that I was just like, what? You're like, what? <laughs> what is this? I was like, what? They're literally just ripping from Legends now. Nice. Some of it is good. Some of it's like, really. <laughs> Dude, my got? boy Dirge. This is the Doc Afro book. Oh yeah. Dirge makes his first oh, cameo appearance. Bam, there he is. Oh, that's mom. awesome, dude. And then the next page, the next issue, Dirge on the cover. That's really cool. I'm excited about my boy. We got Dirge. the newest one. That's the newest Doc Afro. Oh, book. cool. It's the prelude to the War of the Bounty Hunters. I can't wait to read that. Getting Boba and Han. That's so far in the timeline, dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> There's I, so much. I, I like the I like the Doc Afro stuff where she's working with Vader and where she meets Doctor Evazan and Ponda Baba. Yeah. I think that's cool. Well, Doc Afro is one of the only, one of the first original characters to get their own um, books. Uh, Burlat Valance just got his with Downey Hunters, but he's a Legends character. It's hard to do a story on a new character. Because you like, have to fit them in. Yeah, you, and also you have to want to get onto this character. You know, you release a comic, Obi-Wan comic, millions of people are going to pick that up. Right? You release That's a new comic, it's like, it's like Darth Vader. New Jedi in Order 66. Star Wars fans like you and me might pick yeah. that up, but well, a lot of other people would be that's like... That's what Jedi Fallen eh. Order was. Not a lot of people picked up the book. Because they were like, eh. I really hope that, it, and I know we're tangenting a little here, 
But I hope that Fallen Order isn't just like the Cal Kestis thing. I hope that they branch that out into a new line of like comics and novels like Jedi Fallen Order. You did get one book. Fucking Bimmy Jimmy, right? Bimmy Jimmy on this planet over yeah. here. And it's like uh, well, we Jim know, Jangus over here, right? Like Cal whatever. going to be in two at least. But we don't know what else yes. he's going to be doing. We, we now do he's know traveling he's looking for more Force sensitive kids. He's not anymore. I thought he was continuing no. that. No, he said... Um, because at the end of the game, he's got the holocron where they where they have the list of kids and where they are, and he destroys it. He's like, let them figure out their own paths. That's nice. He's like, if we put them on this path, then... Because remember, he has those visions throughout the game where he does start up a temple, and then they get raided by the Empire, and then half his students get killed, and the other half get, like, taken away, yeah, right. and he gets turned to an Inquisitor. Yeah, so he's like... I don't remember that. He's like, you don't remember that? I, I played it three oh, years ago. Dude, <laughs> I remember it so vividly. It was so cool to me. Yeah, that's where the uh, Inquisitor Cal outfit comes in with the dark side uh, lightsaber. Oh. He's having a vision of uh, what would happen if he that. went on to become the teacher. Yeah. He's like, oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. My temple would crumble, mm. and I would also crumble that's under the pressure and become an Inquisitor and cool. become the thing I sought to destroy. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, so I'm wondering what they're going to do with him. I'm wondering how they're going to kill him so that they can explain him not being around in Episode 4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's hiding like Boba. Maybe he's in Boba. the Ahsoka show. He's hiding that would like, be cool. He's hiding like Obi-Wan Kenobi and... and Yoda, he's on a different planet, starting to become a Force ghost, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. Yeah, because he'll show up in the Ahsoka show. You could have a uh, Cameron Monaghan and the actress that played Seer Junda. They're both because she looks like the same. Yeah. You could have them be live action in the Ahsoka show, and it's like that's why they're not in Episode Four because they were doing stuff like that. Yeah. They were doing whatever with her. Uh, so anyway, Issue Three. <laughs> we're still talking about Legends. I promise. Still an hour in, but we're getting there. Yeah, it's good. Uh, don't worry, we're gonna blast through these. Yeah. Uh, at car Kesh on Typhon, Jedi Master Ketu and Rory Fenn discover, uh, the, discuss the sudden disappearance of Force sensitives in a ship crash on the Rift, and a dark energy that is being masked by the Force storm. That's, these are the main characters they're talking about. These are not. These are the Jedi Masters. No, no, no. The main character. They're talking about the main characters. Oh, yeah, well, disappearing with the Yeah, Rift. they they uh, lost them, and they yeah. sent Zesh, and yeah. they just don't know what it is yet. So Master Ketu instructs Rory to meet Jedi Ranger Hawk Rio and Science Master Kwong Jang at the crash site, but to have caution. Meanwhile, at the crash site, Koda, Wrath, Rio, uh, and Rio stare down Zesh and try to negotiate, but Zesh lashes ah, out, feeling the negotiator. Ah, the negotiator. <laughs> Uh, Zesh uses his Force Saber to cut through Coda's and Wrath's blades, surprising Dumb. them both and yeah. getting a hit in on Coda's. I love how Wrath is like, I made the best weapon, and it gets cut down in one second. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, excited to see in the next set, right? Because mm-hmm. assumably Zesh will be involved with them in some way. Yeah. Uh, Seknos is like, so bro, Force Saber, teach me. And he's probably going <laughs> to teach him how to do it. And that that's probably where they're yeah. going to get all theirs from. I would imagine that a, a majority of the Jedi are going to start building and using Force Sabers For in sure. some effect. Uh, so Rio stops Zesh by lifting him up with the Force, but Zesh proves his strength by pushing her back into a rock formation. Coda and Wrath evade Zesh's attacks while figuring out a plan until Wrath uses his technique from before and manifests a ball of Force lightning to throw at Zesh, though the Force Hound catches the blast and fires it right back. I love it. Seknos is like, look at me, I can make this Force ball of lightning and it's so sick. And Zesh is like, whatever, dude. You ain't <laughs> shit. You think you're hot, but you're not. Yeah. Zesh really is a boss. Uh, the blast hits Rio's speeder next to Coda's Rancor Dragon. No, Butch. Uh, Butch sending her into a pool of acid and distracting Shay for a moment, allowing Zesh to land a kick on Rath's face. Ooh. Butch is okay, everybody. She's got a little bit of burn on the face. Yeah, she, she's good. Maybe she's not okay later. When Coda rushes back, <laughs> she's forced pushed away by Zesh, giving Rath a moment to ask who he is. Zesh admits he's a force hound with the Rakatan Empire and that he's here to kill. 
just that he's here to kill. He doesn't yep. say that he's here to do anything else. He's like, I'm here to murder everybody. Yes. Uh, Seknos wrestles Zesh's saber away from him and throws it to Coda, who catches it, though Zesh is the only one able to turn it on. Zesh pushes Seknos' face down into an acid pool, and in a fit of rage, Coda jumps at Zesh and manages to ignite the saber, though she's caught by the Force Hound in midair. Uh... Coda swings at Zesh while in the air and hits his arm, throwing him off balance and giving Seknos the chance to kick him away. Zesh realizes he's outmatched and quakes the ground with his power, allowing him to retreat further into the rift. The three Jedi recognize Zesh as a threat and after some back and forth decide to go after him. After a few hours, Master Zhang, uh, Ranger Fen, and Ranger Hawk transmit data on the crash to Jedi Master Korariel at Kalith, the Temple of Knowledge, confirming it was the same ship Fury Station had detected. Uh, Kor confirms it's not one of the Titan's sleeper ships from size alone, and the group is perplexed by the ship's origin. Hawk spots an escape vessel outside the wreckage and decides to investigate, evading the abyss creatures as he descends. Master Jang finds a scrap of the ship with Arbish writing that says Praetor Tulkar, and which, deduces, which he deduces may be the ship's captain. Hawk and Fen find evidence of Tasha, Seknos, and Shea at the crash site, when suddenly they're met by Seknos' riding mount and Butch. Uh, Master Jean quells Butch's pain, and the three Jedi go searching for the others. Unable to make contact with anyone through the Force Storm, Seknos, Shay, and Tasha follow Zesh into the abyss, into the abyss of Ruh, <laughs> Ruh, 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 uh, where they plan to track him. Zesh somewhere in the abyss collapses from his wound, and Dagon Loke watches the Force Storm brew on Titan from his prison on Bogon, sensing bom. Zesh's power. This, this is a big one. This was a big one. So I, I just want to let you know now, issues three and four, I had to personally summarize. Uh, you mean four and five? No, three oh, no, and four. Three and four. Okay. Yeah, Wikipedia had a summary for issue one, issue two, and issue five. Three and four, five they were just four. like, these exist. It's like, thanks. So, uh, That's why they're more... Uh, three and four are a little bit more detailed because... Uh, yeah, because it's my... Uh, version of it. So I thought three was really cool. They all fight Zesh. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't really. Kicked. Yeah, they all get the shit kicked out of them until um, the boys show up. Well, until uh, Coda lashes out oh, and hits yeah. him, and he's like, "I've been hit, and, and and now I know they can hurt me, and I have to run away." Yeah. So he runs away to try and get away and like re, uh, regroup. He goes to the abyss. Uh, overall, what did you think of this issue? I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I liked a lot of the action stuff. The yeah. art's really good, and it really plays into the uh, fun stuff that mm-hmm. Ostrander's trying to write into this. So, yeah, and, and as they're fighting, the Force Storm keeps raging because mm-hmm. you have the Jedi who are fighting, and they're getting out of balance in their rage. You have Zesh, who's kind of like torn because he doesn't know what to do. He just yeah. knows he has to kill. He's here, and he needs to fight and defend himself. Yeah, there's. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to give this a full opinion opinion until we read all three of it. Oh, for sure. All three of them. No, like, I completely We'll be able agree. to talk about like, don't worry, this was cool. I completely agree. And volume one was good, but... Until we see how all this plays out, yeah. knowing that Marvel canceled it probably a little too early, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I gotta wait to see what we got with uh, Force War at the end. I am really curious how Force War ends if it has like a ends with like a cliffhanger, if an ending, <laughs> yeah, or if it's just like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Yeah. And then they're like, we'll tell you what's I gonna mean, happen. Disney's gonna buy Lucasfilm. They could have set it up as a trilogy on purpose, but I'd like to think that I there's hope. always more. I, I, I hope that it has a conclusive ending. Like, I always like to think there's more, but I prefer it when a story has an ending and isn't just like, there could have been more. <gasps> you know, like, uh, that's like Ahsoka, right? We were like, yeah. what happened to her? Until they're like, she's in The Mandalorian. She's going to have her own show. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like, and then oh. she's in Rebels. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. like, oh, okay. She shows up. She's around. So, the reason um, why she's not in 4, 5, and 6 is because she's stuck in time or whatever. <laughs> she's stuck on with, with slow search for Ezra. Mm, yeah, issue. I, don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. <laughs> we'll see. Issue. I just don't know how she gets out. Yeah. Issue four at Qatar Kesh. 
uh, the Jedi Masters commune via hologram and deduce the Force Storm hasn't been this strong since Thoyor brought the first Tythons to the planet. All theaters sense the darkness associated with the crash ship and believe it may be the source of the unbalance. I don't know what that was supposed to say. That was probably my phone's autocorrect. <laughs> probably the Tythons. All I, Tythons sense oh, the darkness, yeah, Titans, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All theaters. So All the theaters. I was like, what? <laughs> the Masters received a small communication <laughs> droid. Okay, from Master Jang with a pre okay there you go with a pre-recorded yeah. message stating his comms will not work and the dark side is fueling the storm. The Jedi journeyers have gone to pursue uh, pursue the source. The Masters decide to go to each other, go to each other of to their, each of their temples. Each of the temples. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being a little retarded today. Uh, to try and meditate the storm away. That's how that works. In That's a cave in the abyss, the journeyers hide from the storm. Coda has visions of her parents and lashes out before being subdued by Skeknos. Tasha loses her vision, seeing only darkness and feeling between uh, pull between her parents' loyalties. Uh, Shay lashes out at Tasha for her parents' part in the war, the desperate war that killed Shay's parents. But Tasha protests she also lost family in the war, refusing to follow the desperate queen. The three <laughs> come together and realize the storm <laughs> is throwing the force out of balance. So they form a sphere of light and recite the Jedi Code to bring them back to their senses. Meditation. Yes. Uh, we see a brief flashback of Zesh killing his rack, uh, Rakatan masters and the ship falling out of space on fire. He, he awakens, wrapped in webbing, surrounded by large spiders before blasting them with lightning and escaping. Zesh sees large force visions of the Rakatan masters seemingly struggling from psychosis and running off in fear. High up on the Rancor Dragon Butch, Master Quan Jang searches for the journeyers and down low, Hawk and Rory search as well. Zesh encounters the beast, able to absorb his lightning, and he <laughs> remembers this time as a slave... Of course he does. Um, Biss, fighting the Rakatans, uh, fighting for the Rakatans' enjoyment. Remembering his battle and how the environment became his weapon, uh, Zash launched sharp bones at the creatures, but is ultimately saved by a giant worm eating the last one. Big worm. Big worm. It's big! Big! It's big! <laughs> Zash runs, but is stopped when the worm turns on him. When suddenly Seknus and the others arrive to help him, uh, the worm is deduced as a Sarl, yeah. or a Rift Worm. I think Sarls are actually in lore. Uh, Zash sees the journeyers protecting him, but believes they just want, because uh, they want to kill him. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you want to kill me, not the worm. Oh, yeah, y'all are protecting me, so you can kill me. Yep, that's, that's the way he thinks. <laughs> uh, before trying to escape again, Zesh argues to get his saber back, and Shay complies, believing he will help. Though Zesh turns his back and leaves the journeyers to fight the Sarl alone. I love that. He was like, thanks, bye. Uh, for a second, I'm like, oh, wow. Zesh is like realizing that these people aren't maybe going to try and kill him. And he's like feeling something for the first time in his life. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll help you. Give me my saber. And they're like, okay. And he's like, get fucked. And he just turns around and leaves. <laughs> uh, I thought this one was cool. I like seeing uh, Zesh's... Uh, Force vision or flashback of him killing the Rakatans because even come the end of issue five, we still don't know why he did it. He just doesn't. Yeah, he did it for probably because he had like a mental snap or whatever. Yeah. I would imagine it's probably going to be when they go on to explain it, it's probably going to be something to, to do with like a, a balance or something. Yeah, balance being close to the Titans or maybe even Dagon Locke, right? Being mm -hmm. on Bogart. Manipulating it. Might have manipulated his mind from space and he would, didn't even know it because thinking, he also saw the vision of Zesh. Thinking he can get sent to Bogon and then get trained there? Yeah. Because Prisoner of Bogon is volume two yeah. so we're going to meet uh, Locke Yeah, so Dagon Locke and Zesh are going to... 
have a little power have, have a little little buddy session. Yeah, you want to read up the last issue? Yeah, the last issue uh, picks up like literally right where the right when it turns around. Came. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Force Hound Zesh abandoned the Jedi journeyers who saved him from the saw on the rift, but he remains behind to watch them fight. Yeah, he's just hiding. He's, he's like, like, he's, he's up like, on a cliff. And he's like, just in case. He's like, oh, maybe I want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch them die. I'll kill the stragglers. I, I think it's because he's getting like intoxicated by them being afraid of almost dying. Yeah. Uh, however, Shakota's demonstration of the light side of the Force and her determination to protect her friends intrigues the Force Hound, who returns to join Coda in her fight as the Jedi Rangers, Rory Fenn and Hawk Rio, arrive to aid them. Zesh succeeds in killing the Zarl, but the Force Storm continues to grow in power with the Force Hound at its center. Uh, with the aid of the other Jedi Temple Masters, Kuang Jang shifts the Force back into balance and ends the storm. So he he zaps himself with the lightning. Yep. That whole thing was very confusing to he's me. Like, ah! He's like, He's like, I feel it, <laughs> Jesus! And then he, like, zapped himself with lightning. I was like, oh, and then everything's just okay after I was that. like, all right, dude. I was like, sure. Whatever, whatever works. Why not? <laughs> so, um... Uh, Kuang Jang shifts the force back into balance and ends the storm, though his apparent death in doing so leads an enraged Coda to activate Zesh's fort saber, bum, 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 bum. a feat only no one the force hound had that. been capable of. What? I like how everyone keeps saying a, for- a feat only he was capable of when Coda even did it like in issue two, yeah. and she, when she slashed at him. I was like, okay. Uh, and she tries to kill Zesh in revenge before she comes to her senses. Zesh, Kuang Jang, and the others are healed of their injuries at Mahara Kesh. That's right, right? Kuang Jang, Blade, he's fine. He's zapped by lightning. He zapped himself to death and he was okay. He's doing okay, though. Because of the Uh, Force. That's how the Force works. Yeah, the Temple of Healing. Uh, Zesh suffers from memory loss and acts as docile as a prisoner. Tasha visits Zesh to probe his mind and possibly help him, but she finds more than she expected. Uh, Visions of the Rakatan Empire and the Starforge. Zesh is a child trapped in a pod, enslaved. Seknos and Shea enter to question why he helped them if he feels nothing, and he explained he cannot let their light be extinguished. The journeyers wish to see Zesh rehabilitated and helped, but despite their protest, the Jedi Council exiles Zesh to Bogon. So, so he will become evil. Balance. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of like what they want, technically. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason they protest those, they're like Bogon is for people who choose the dark. He was kind of like forced into it. Like they just showed him how to use the power, you know. So, but they're like, well, he's got to go because he's dark. So uh, Zesh goes willingly, hoping to one day see the force that the Jedi do instead of his shadow warrior path. Dagon Locke awaits on Bogon, sensing Zesh's appending arrival. And that is all of Force Storm. Yeah, the first volume in the Dawn of the Jedi Legends stuff around 2012. Cancelled too early. I didn't know if I was going to be like really huge into this. Same. But I am really huge into this. When I was like, we're going to cover this thing that takes place before anything, I I saw you and you went... Cool. Yeah, I was like, all right, sure. I'm like, this has nothing to do with Obi Wan and like the clones and, the boys. and like Anakin and Luke, but I'm like, okay, we'll see. Because it's hard for me to get on to this idea. Like, even when they were like, oh, we're doing Fallen Order, it's like, oh, I know Cameron Monaghan, but Cal Kestis, like, yeah, whatever. Let's hope that he's good, right? So it's hard for me, especially coming into a comic when I'm not hearing their names all the time. And you also so, don't read comics too often. Yeah, I'm not a huge uh, intaker of the comic book medium. It, for me, it's mostly like the Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker stuff, yeah, just because I like that stuff. That's a good thing. But uh, reading this and getting into like the old lore and uh, hearing all this and finding out all this information, especially about like the Rakatans mm-hmm. and the Rakatan Empire following playing KOTOR, I'm hugely into it. And I'm excited to read uh, the next few issues. I mean... Dagon Locke, I'm curious to see what his deal is because they just talk about him like as the guy who can't escape Bogon. Uh, I think it's Sifo Dyas level bullshit where he's like, "Oh, I'm crazy." I'm thinking that, that. was a that wasn't even Sifo Dyas. 
That was like his assistant. Yeah. Saifu Diaz was dead. Yeah. But I'm thinking like you think that he's kind gonna of be insane. I don't think he's going to be insane. I think he's going to be insane in the same way as the guy from uh, Fallen Order was insane. The, the oh, like Taron Malkos. Yeah, where yeah. he's like crazy with this with dark energy. Where, where he just is like the dark side makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that. I think he's going to be like that. I don't think he's going to be like woo. No, I'm an insane person. I didn't think more I think, like that. I, I think he's. Like... A, I think they left him there for so because they said he could never escape. Like possibly never escape. It sounds like he lost himself in there. Yeah. Like he's getting too lost in the dark he was supposed yeah. to contemplate the light side but instead he just got lost in the dark he got lost in the sauce so I'm, I'm curious to see like is Zesh gonna be the kind of guy to like be able to bring that out of him because he doesn't understand the way that they do right or is Bogon or is uh, Dagon Locke gonna be like hey Zesh you want to learn about the Jedi and the way they think <laughs> and the dark side, right? And how like, cool it is. No. It's like, is he going to turn him into a real like monster that, that can actually like have control over his emotions and things or yeah, it could go in so many different directions. I really did. Uh, I like the characters though. You know, I like, uh, I like Shay. I like Seknos. I like Tasha. I like they're, Tasha they're all most. cool. I like Tasha and Zesh. I think they have the most interesting. Backstory I, I think Zesh is definitely the most interesting. Well, Cause, character. Well, cause we see him as a, He's our Anakin Skywalker. He's a yeah, slave. Much. He's being led by the wrong people, and now he has an opportunity to be good. We have Tosh, who's a like the morally gray character, in my opinion, where yeah. she's torn between her Romeo and Juliet style family, and then we have uh, Seknos, who really needs to prove himself as not being a showboat, and mm-hmm. then we got Shea Coda, who we need to see if her parents were terrorists or not. I think my favorite thing about Zesh is his helmet. I just like characters with cool helmets. Dude, it's dope. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even wear it. No, he wears it for like two seconds, but you know, gotta love it. Yeah, he wears it on Tatooine. When it's not looking all like Sandy. Yeah, so overall, um, I'm huge into this and this lore and this story that we're reading. I can't wait to read um, the next bits. You know, I mean, all this like information. that it, We went through all this lore and we learned so much, I feel like, in such a short time. That's the next trilogy we get. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be weird. We, we learned so much in such like a short time mm-hmm. that it, it all just, uh, it, it's all cool to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with any of this. I thought, like, when I started reading Issue Zero, I was like, oh, here it comes. Here we go. I was baby. like, here comes the lore dump. That's mm-hmm. going to make me not care. But then they start talking about the Jedi and how their code is kind of like a mix of the Sith and Jedi code from later. I'm like, this is cool. I'm like, this is real, like, origin-level shit that mm-hmm. you wouldn't even expect to, like, know or be able to find out there. And, and it's here. It's just here. Unfortunately, it's not canon anymore. Hopefully one day it gets turned into canon or adapted in some way. We shall see. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm huge into this. How about you, man? I really liked a lot of the lore stuff. I, I know I said at the beginning it was kind of just like, this, this is a lot, but it's yeah. it's got some really cool content. I like the characters so far. Rancor dragons? The Rancor dragons like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I saw that and I was like, that's fucking serious. That's sick. It's just cool that Rancors have been around for that long. Yeah, I, I mean, just this idea that you can meld two species together, too, mm, just like, hey, and, and make, like, a weird hybrid. And, and even... Science. They, they didn't really touch <laughs> up on it yet, but, like, the Wookiees um, on their planet, and they're, like, living uh, illegally yeah. <laughs> in the forest. So yeah. I'm hoping to see something with that, maybe. Like, somebody will try... Yeah. Maybe the Rakatans will be like, oh, Wookiees from Kashyyyk, we know that planet. Kashyyyk. We enslaved you people, right? right? It's like, Kashyyyk. Yeah, it's like something... So, uh, I'm... I'm personally excited for it because obviously Zesh was the one who killed uh, his Rakatan masters. Whoa. We'll probably so, see that in Bogod. Yeah, you have to imagine that Trill 
is going to be on uh, his ass now with the other Rakatans, and they're probably going to... And I imagine that this uh, war at the end in that last set of books, yeah, yeah. Force War, is probably going to be between the Jedi and the Rakatans. It's going to be some fun. So I'm just curious to see how that'll shake out at the end. Uh, I'm very excited to read the later comics. Oh, yeah. I want to, like, buy them and just start reading them. You can, dude. It's it's up to you, man. Uh, I got to hold (laughs) off, though, because then I'm going to have to read them again when we do this. Because you're going to forget. Yeah, I'm going to forget, and I'm going to have to transcribe them all. Yeah. I'll just wait. Yeah, it's all good. Overall, uh, I'm super into it, though. I can't wait. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to get into more of this. Because after this, like I showed you, we have the Tales of the Jedi, which takes place in the... Uh, hold on, I, I got a, some website. I'll give them credit. Gabe made a list. Uh, HowToLoveComics.com. Mm-hmm. They did a uh, Star Wars canon stuff. So you got Pre-Republic, which is Dawn of the Jedi. You got the Old Republic, which starts with the Tales of the Jedi, which is like 50 issues. Then we have straight up 50 issues of Knights of the Old Republic based off the game. Yeah. Then we have the Old Republic. Then we have uh, Jedi versus Sith, Tales of the Dark Side, Rise of the Empire, and then we start getting into Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan have their own like five sets of comic books we get to read. Yep. So it's gonna be crazy. There's a lot of good stuff out there, yep. and we're gonna try and cover as much of it as we can, folks. Right, cover what we can. Qui Gon and Obi Wan, Last Stand, and Ord Montel. That's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll get to a bunch of this stuff. We got Dathmir, which we're gonna take out of the timeline and put into our new timeline, so that won't count. But yeah, we got a lot of Star Wars content, Django Fett stuff. It's gonna be fun, dude. Yeah, I can't read to wait to. Uh, I, I can't read to wait. Yeah. I can't wait to read the Django Fett comics. I've I've seen like bits and pieces of them. I've read one of them. Yeah, where you see like his origin as a bounty hunter, and his like dad was like a farmer. And they were assaulted by Mandalorians, I think. And he was like, that's not cool. And he was like, oh, I know my daddy's dead. <laughs> and, but then he was, like, saved by a Mandalorian leader that they that his dad was, like, a... Friends with? He was keeping him safe, I think, from uh, an opposition. So that when he died, the guy took a Django under his wing. And he was like, okay, nice. you're my guy now. I'm excited to read a lot of this stuff. I mean, the, are we going to cover the... Because the canon story for Django and the legend story for him are completely different. Are we going to do both? Well, there's no canon Django story unless you're talking about novels. Yes, there is. There are canon Django stories. Where? They're out there. you got to find them. Yeah, in novels, which I'll cover at some point. I'm pretty sure there are comics, too. I don't think so. I think the only Django comic we had was the... Um... When I say Legends, I mean everything that was published before the Marvel stuff. So, if there's a Django Fett story that's published by Dark Horse, that's the Legends content. Yeah. So, yeah. Four issues. Yeah. That's the that's the Dark Horse stuff. That's okay. Legends, considerably. Okay. It's considered uncanon, but you can fit it in because it's an origin story for a bad guy who doesn't get a lot of play. Yep, it's a, it's a tie-in to the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game yep. that came out all those years ago. Okay, so this isn't canon anymore. Not anymore, but a lot of things can be considered canon. I consider Big everything stuff. canon except I, for the stuff they retcon. I consider pretty much everything from like what we're reading now... I don't really care what Disney says because they're yeah. not—they're not taking it upon themselves to fix any of their problems. All the old Republic, all the pre-Republic stuff—that's going to be canon. We'll s- decipher what's canon when we want. Yeah, I, I feel like you really do have to make your own canon right now, if for especially for the stuff that they haven't explicitly. I thought stated. I'm doing it with the media. I'm putting because all the Lego stuff in there. I'm like, that's canon. Everyone's like Kotor, right? And the and the old Republic and all the. It's like, is any of this canon anymore? And Disney's like, no. It's like, but they're not making stories about it, so. <laughs> Is it not canon? It's like this is this is all perfectly reasonable history for the galac for the galaxy. You know, it's like yeah, you told me why why can't it be canon now? Because mm-hmm. Disney says so. Yep. Okay. It is what it is. It's goofy. 
All right, before we get going on about nonsense and we get too much into the sauce, let's just close out the show. This has been the Farthest Galaxy Star Wars Podcast. You can follow the podcast at Farthest Galaxy on Instagram to keep up to date with the episodes as they release and what we will be covering. You can also follow me, Hunter, at Scruffy Moose Man, and Alex at the Dude Kenobi. Oh, yeah. May the Force be with you. And also with you. Woo-hoo. Jedi. Jedi. Jedi.